Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, Dragon Ball edition. This is Martin here, and we have the Dragon Ball expert, Mitchell Oso. How are you doing today, man? Doing pretty good, Martin. Living the dream as always. Uh, moved into a house recently, still unpacking, but, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it must be going good if I have internet to be on your podcast yet again, so thank you for having oh, me as no always. Problem. I know you had internet. That was the first thing that was in the new house. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, even before there was a couch, a TV, or even, you know, like anything, not even a single box, I made sure that the internet was up and running, so, <laughs> can't, it's the most important that's thing, true, you know? That's true. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super, manga number 64, we're going to be previewing that, which is coming out six days from now. We're also going to talk about our favorite characters from the Dragon Ball series, our least favorite characters from the Dragon Ball series, and one thing we would change just in Dragon Ball Super. So we're just going to hop into the manga number 64 preview. Uh, last time you heard from us, Mirrors finally showed up, and he was fighting Moro, and he used some of his angel's abilities, and he got, to our knowledge, a raise. And we're left with a scene of Goku standing there, looking pretty angry, kind of a la like when he was going Super Saiyan 1 against Frieza. Um, with the spoilers that have come out, Goku is talking about he inherited uh, Mirus' will, saying he's going to be the one to beat Moro. Moro's saying this is the same stuff he's been saying for almost like 30 chapters, I feel like of the uh, manga. Whis and Beerus are watching from afar. Whis is talking about that it's simply a matter of Goku being able to control his feelings. And those are the gist of it. So I'm going to let Mitch tackle some of the things he's thinking from the quote-unquote have so far. Alrighty, so thank you for that transition there. So yeah, like what uh, Martin um, stated the end of uh, chapter uh, 63, we had Goku, you know, he, he watches Miris um, get erased from existence. And again, like they said, to our knowledge. And um, so let's dive into like some predictions. So like they I don't I don't know if any of the listeners have uh, seen, but usually about 10 days prior to a chapter being released. And this has only happened like the past like four chapters. It's it's kind of unique is that. Um, we used to just get spoilers like a couple days prior and they were actually like from the chapter that was coming out. They would leak some of the images, but now they started giving us more spoilers about 10 days out of like, they're kind of like rough drafts, like, you know, little sketch pieces and, and it's, they've been pretty, pretty accurate to what actually is released. So it's, we can kind of trust it, but um, spoiler alert, anyone that uh, doesn't want to know any of this fun jazz, but basically Goku is uh, talking to Jocko about what happened with Miris. Goku is, um, you can you can see that he is feeling some sort of uh, feeling or remorse from Miris um, vanishing um, out of the blue to give them a fighting chance against Moro. And then Moro comes um, out of the rubble. Um, and he's not very happy that uh, Miris just kind of knocked him around. But then he notices that Miris isn't there for whatever reason. And then uh, Goku and Moro have some sort of dialogue. And then all of a sudden you just see Goku 
he's angry at first and then you kind of see him just you know loosen up like act relieved not relieved but um just he became calm and then the very last um photo of our um spoilers is that he he just like bursts into like he just powers up we don't know if that's a transformation or did he just go into ultra instinct whether it be omen or like mastered we're not 100 percent sure yet but that's how the spoilers are so before these spoilers my prediction was that goku would go mastered ultra instinct after um, mirrors pass it would be like the trigger that um, that he needed because mirrors had stated to him that he had all the training. He he knew what he was doing, and I'm paraphrasing on that. He just needed something to trigger him. And probably Miris' passing, um, or Erasure, will be that. So my prediction, and I don't think it's, you know, anything that um, some other people might not be taking. Like, you're not trying to jump out of the box with this prediction. But Goku's about to go. Master at Ultra Instinct. He's going to fight Moro. And then they're going to collide. My prediction, though, however, is that it will not be the like the true finale. It's not going to be what finishes off Moro. So um, I believe that some someone else is going to come into the battle. I think that Goku's going to weaken Moro significantly, like what he did with Jiren. Uh, there's going to be a time limit, and he's going to like get wiped out from it. Um, and then um, maybe Vegeta gets healed by Dende and he comes. I still think there's going to be an appearance by Majin Buu slash uh, the Dikayo because um, he was a big part in the be- very beginning of the arc with the flashback and then on New Namek. So I think we're going to see another uh, showing of him in what um, what he actually will do. We can dive into that, but that's my prediction. Do you, what, what's your thoughts? Is that on what's about to come up, Martin? I do think that he's probably ninety nine percent going to go into MUI. That one percent is if he goes into his own different transformation that you never know with this series. I am on the opposite of someone else coming. I think once he goes MUI. He's going to win. The only reason I think that is because of Mira's getting rid of the absorption thing on Moro's hands. So he can't do that hack thing anymore. And I just feel like with MUI coming that Goku needs to win. I do hope that it does run out and something else does happen. But I also do hope that when... Mira said that Goku has all the training. I hope that doesn't mean that once he goes into MUI this time, he can go into it whenever he wants, because then I'm going to have a huge problem with that. Um, I would like for Vegeta to come. Uh, Fat Boo's been gone for about 20-something chapters, so that'd be great too, but I just feel like right now, after Goku said uh, Vegeta saved him this time around, uh, Mira saved him. Dende saved him. So I was like, once he said, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna take it for the win. I I hope I hope um, that MUI fails. Not not 
not in the sense that it it just it gets its ass beat but i i the, the thing that i liked with uh, jiren was that you know mui disappeared right before he finished off jiren so their victory was assisted by mui but it wasn't the re, you know you know they they still had to finish off jiren and if they if mui beats down moro but then it doesn't get the job done then in future arcs, you know, because we, we discuss where could Dragon Ball Super go after this arc. It's like, you know, when the next big bad villain comes or maybe like two or three big bad villains come along that are like, because, you know, the next villain's just going to be significantly stronger yep. than Moro. It's like it, it'll be like when they actually show MUI again with that villain, if MUI failed twice against Jiren, and Moro, then we're going to be like, okay, just because he's going to go MUI, how do we know that he's actually going to win this? Because it ha- it's over two right now. But then it does. And then you're like, holy crap, finally, Goku has worked his butt off to make MUI great enough to actually get the job done. So I hope that's what they're thinking in terms of like their future. Because, like what you said, if if MUI gets the job done right now, and then Goku can maybe, like, I mean, he, he can go into it um, kind of, you know, freely, then it's, um, I, I feel like we're on a trend on Super Saiyan Blue territory here. Because, I mean, if MUI is the power among all powers, then it's like, who does, like, it's not really going to make for a compelling story. Once Goku goes it, then bam, game over. But if I if I see MUI fail a few times, and then when we get to a significant villain again, and it pulls through, I feel like that might be a compelling story. So I only hope that it does not defeat Moro. It can weaken him. I'm cool with that. But I want the arc to end Right. Yeah, I think if he mastered, if if out of this, if this whole story was to get Goku to master MUI, and then the next arc, there's, I think in our previous thing we were talking about other universes, I think that's all out the window. The only way is now is if we're fighting angels and gods of destruction now. Like, we have to fight those caliber of people if we have a mastered UI in our pocket that we can go, like it's KO Ken. So that's the other reason where I don't want him to master it yet, because then we could still fight mortal type people. But if we get mastered MUI from here going forward, then it's like, well, I hope Tortaro Toriyama, where I've been reading the Murno fan uh, story, because that'd be the next logical thing to go to. I feel like the Murno arc. And for anyone who who doesn't follow like um, some of the fan mangas out there, uh, Murno is a angel from Universe 13 that was wiped out. He has come back seeking revenge against the Omni Kings, Grand Priest, and everyone who betrayed him. Um, but again, he's an angel, and he's super powerful, and he has clones of himself attacking everyone, and they're strong as hell. But um, that's what Martin was talking about. And I agree that... We should have a like an angel, kind of like a rogue angel kind of thing, or maybe like a rogue god destruction, because 
they did state that there used to be 18 universes, so and six of them were wiped out because Omni King was pissed. And so I, that that's a story that they can definitely dive into. I don't know if they want. I want them to jump into that next. I want that to be like two or three because I still want to see what's up with the mortals of the other four universes that were not in the Tournament of Power because. Mm-hmm. Their power, their power rankings were so strong that they were exempted from the Tournament of Power, and Universe Seven was, you know, second on that, second from the bottom on the list. And Jiren, who Borderline could smoke anybody in all of those other universes, except for Goku MUI, and he's in his universe was number five. I that that for me registers that there's other characters in those four universes that are even stronger than Jiren. And I'd like to see other people get mastered Ultra Instinct from other universes. Because then it's like, okay, Goku, you have it. So, cool. You're like the strongest person in eight universes, but Jim Jim over here in Universe 1 literally goes to sleep in Mastered Ultra Instinct. So, it uh, it'll add... It would add a different dynamic, which, um, but I think they could go into the angel, um, that angel arc or the god of destruction arc that you're talking about because they already planted that seed with Miris in, you know, chapter 63 because he was an angel. He had these rules. We told him these rules. You use your full power and you basically take a side between, you know, good or evil. You know, you're not a neutral angel anymore. You get erased. So you now have angels who have free will, essentially. So, you, I mean, Miris is a good angel. He's, he's trying to fight for justice. Who says that you might not have a Murno who just wants revenge? So it does open up that possibility where the arcs could go. Right. And we're just going to have to wait and see. Like we said earlier, the manga is actually coming out six days from now. It's coming out on the... 18 so we're both gonna read it as soon as it comes out and then we're gonna be right back here giving our manga chapter 64 review a couple days after that once we get a scheduled date next thing i just want to unless you have anything else you want to talk about the preview before we go to the next thing Mm, nothing at the moment i think it's just uh, the stuff in which, like, I want to talk about, I think would be more appropriate for after we see like the manga chapter. Because I mean, if this is gearing up to be the very end of the chapter, then the next predictions that I would have, depending on this chapter, you know, they're kind of like mute point. But then we could have a discussion then as to what what would we have rather have had, you know? That's a different discussion. So yeah, we can move on to our next right. topic. And the next topic we're just going to talk about is our. Um our favorite and least favorite characters in the Dragon Ball franchise, uh, since this franchise is, what, 20, what, 20, 30-something years old, something like that? Older than us. Yeah, it's a lot older. I than mean, us. if this all started in the mid-80s, yeah. That's true. So we're just going to um, talk about our favorite and least favorite character and why, and if we can, if they could get a buff or they need a debuff. So Mitch, I'll let you go first who is your favorite character so actually whenever i was thinking about that question whenever you told me earlier in the week i actually kind of broke it down slightly more than that 
So I'm going to give two favorite characters, but then two characters like at least favorite. But the first character that I want to talk about that like I like is a character who's already, you know, been they they were in like Dragon Ball Z, you know what I mean? And um, so um, the character who has transitioned through is um, I think it's Vegeta. I think Vegeta um, has he's had a more I think like memorable moments in terms of like what's happened in Super, both the manga and the anime. It's like um, I liked his moments whenever he was like first interaction with like Beerus. And then, especially going up against Black and Evil Goku, kind of Black, and Vegeta always had those, you know, those pride moments that, that he's always had. So it's not like anything's changed with them. So I like Vegeta. Like some of the new people, though, in which I like, um, I like Broly. Oh. Um, now, granted, he was he was he was just in the movie, so we haven't seen him actually in the manga. They mentioned him, and we haven't seen him in uh, obviously anime because the anime stopped. Before they actually show him, I like Broly because his story is more realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watched the legendary Super Saiyan, um, I loved Broly's like how savage he was in that, but his backstory was stupid. So I mean, you have a baby who basically has PTSD, because, so he he holds a grudge against Goku crying, but not against the 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 people who you know stabbed him as a kid. He like he doesn't hold any like um, like grudges against King Vegeta um, or even Vegeta. He just has against Goku. If I could remember being like a baby, am I going to be pissed off between Goku crying or someone stabbing me? I'm going to pick the latter. But that's not how that was. He was just a mindless monster of destruction. Which okay, some people might like that. But in the movie, they gave him a backstory. It was King Vegeta and therefore Vegeta that that Paragus and um, Broly resented. Um, they actually made Broly like you know also like um, a good guy because he had he had his friend that that giant worm I forget the name that he named the worm um, and then his dad took him away from that and you know so Broly I like so then for characters that. I don't like, or would you? How about you? Actually, let's stay on the topic of characters that you like. I want to hear your thoughts on that before we dive into. Yeah, because when I think about Dragon Ball, um, my characters that I I do, I do like. I would say my favorites. Um, I think Vegeta is the most popular actual character in the series. Um, I think his character development is right at the top, if not the top, of not just anime, but fiction in general, from how he was introduced in the series to what he is now in Super. Um, I would say a character that is probably my favorite is actually Bardock, who, for those who don't know, is Goku's biological dad. I think when I watched that movie when I was younger, the story of a guy realizing the error of his ways too late and trying to make amends while seeing visions of his future son that he'll never get to meet and trying to make atone for his sins or trying to make a better world for his son and then failing in the process but dying with a smile because he sees that his son's going to be the one to take out the 
the tyrant of their people. Frieza, I've just always liked him. And then I guess with Goku in general, I don't know if he's my if he's in like my favorites, but I just know as a kid, especially anytime Goku showed up to save the day, it was one of my favorite moments growing up, especially the iconic shots with him just walking and you see his symbol on the back of his outfit and you just know everything's going to be all right. So I feel like with Goku, he, without him, I probably would not watch any other animes um, if it wasn't for Goku. So he has like a special, not favorite, but like culture setter for me. And then I think one more would be Future Trunks. I just think his intro into the series is the best intro I've ever seen in my life. And then the stories that he brought with the Android Saga and the Goku Black Saga, I would say round out my favorites. I think I would put Frieza in terms of like favorite, like if I dove into like villains. Um, Frieza, of course, is, is up there because you know, you know, Frieza never had like you know character development because his character was already developed. He was just you know the antagonist, um, and he, he was just evil from start to finish. But how they delivered his like evil side is just always like appealing, you know. Um, from whenever he just, uh, but but Frieza's character also goes great with who Goku is because I mean they're they're the, these two great forces just clashing against each other not in terms of just power but also just uh, like like um, like morality like their principles and all that stuff but i mean it, it's just awesome watching frieza you know he 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 slaughters all these races and you you just feel his his hate his ain't like anger um like in the tournament of power i actually liked it um one of my favorite scenes in terms of what's what like an example of what Frieza is, is when, when Topo, and again, this is an anime, when Topo and 17 are having a beam struggle close to the end of the tournament. Yep. And then, um, and then Topo is overpowering 17. And then right before he just pushes 17 off the edge, Frieza just does his death beam from his fingers, just right into Topo's back. And he gives this speech that, it, um, that he, he he mocks Topo, calling him muscles, and that won't he direct his uh, justice at him? And then and again, Topo is completely defenseless right now, trying to hold off the blast against Seventeen. And then Frieza is just like, "Well, that is if you can." And then he just 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 blasts the hell out of Topo again while completely defenseless. And then Topo gets. Blasted from back and front from two blasts. Um, it just it just is Frieza, and it's a great character moment. And uh, and then I like Cell just because. But Incel had like a progression. He had his his uh, insect form, where he's very desperate to get to the point where he wants to be perfect. And then he gets to his semi form whenever he's he's more confident that he's going to achieve his goals, but he's still clinging on to being perfect and then he gets to being perfect and he's just like it's like a swan song it's just amazing but i know your favorite character team gohan surprised you didn't mention him no unless you're talking about all of yeah, Gohan. i didn't mention him because of all i was doing like all of it because if i was doing his entire yeah, arc. If i was doing specific <laughs> points and i 
then my number my my number one A and one B would have been Majin Vegeta and Team Gohan. So, but I was doing the whole arc and Gohan's teen, which I could put against anybody. But uh, once we got to adult and super, it just wasn't great. And then I think it's also funny that we were talking about our people that we liked. And I noticed, well, I guess you can count Broly as a super person, but we didn't name anyone from Dragon Ball Super unless you count Broly. So, um, yeah, it's. Um, I think when the more people, uh, so when we transition into people we don't like, they're actually more, uh, like one of the people I'm going to mention is actually from oh, Super. I have some from um, Super too. So, well, then let's, let's dive into that then. And I'll, I'll mention mine first. So the character from Super that I don't, I don't like, um, is not, it's not based off what I've seen, but it's lack of what I've seen. And that is Beerus. Oh. Beerus is actually a character I don't like because it started off hot. You know, a god of destruction. He comes, he smokes Super Saiyan 3. Um, and Goku beats up Vegeta, beats all the Z fighters up. Goku gets a new transformation into divine energy. And. And then he still wins, but go he gains Goku's respect. Okay, cool. And other than in the manga when they did the exhibition match for before the tournament of power with the other gods of destruction, we haven't seen Beerus do anything other than wipe out Future Zamasu. Which again was epic. When Beerus is actually doing stuff, it's cool. But he doesn't do much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So it's like we're in 64 chapters on Friday. Um, we are 130, 131 anime episodes, and I can only have hardly anything to fill up maybe 10 minutes of dialogue regarding Beerus. Right. I just want to see more. Like if he fought Moral right now, that would significantly boost Beerus in my eyes. But if Goku's about to win MUI, then of course I'm not seeing Beerus, and then he just sits there on the sideline again. Anyone else you don't like? <laughs> uh, how about disappointed? I'm assuming this is going to go on route. Uh, two people. Um, Gohan. But Gohan's been disappointing ever since he peaked against Perfect Cell. He had his moments against Boo, but then they were like, okay, Gohan, you're a nice filler, but now we have fusion with Goku and Vegeta. So, but like, um, Super, they tried to bring him back. Um, he had some moments in the Tournament of Power. The manga Gohan's awesome, mm -hmm. but um, if I'm looking at the entire work, Gohan is disappointing but the person which i might take a wild guess that you might hate um and i find disappointing is hit uh -oh. um uh -oh. i can't believe i can't believe that nothing has come from hit after all that hype and all that coolness that came from the anime and it's just it's just disappointing because they're supposed to have a rematch but gina and him are supposed to have a rematch 
which I think Vegeta would win this rematch, but it's like <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, that rematch is not coming because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in anything now. It, it, there's no storyline for that. Uh, if you want to see Hit versus Vegeta, go find a fan manga. Go play Xenoverse Two and be one of the characters and just do it yourself with your friends. It, there's no point. So, Hit's my disappointment. Okay. Well. Oh man, where's I got? I actually have a list written down. Um, <laughs> you, Buckle up, podcast audience. It's going to be a doozy. I'm not even just going to say hit. I'm going to say all of Universe Six. I think they're all. They really are. They crap. are trash. Um, the reason with hit, I remember because we both saw the first two movies that came out. So that hit saga was really the first after the movies, and we saw the promotional picture. And we both looked at the guy, didn't even know his name, and we're like, oh, we already know. He's about to be sweet. He's going to be a problem. Okay. Uh, then we have the Universe 6 verse 7 exhibition. We're like, oh, this guy's super sweet. Okay, okay. And then Goku puts the hit, no pun intended, on himself so that hit would come kill him. And then in that moment of time, he's already um, figured out hit's time skip. So I'm like, oh, well, it's not beating Goku anytime soon. And then we go to the Tournament of Power. Uh, we think, when you and I, even before this podcast stuff, we're just sitting in our apartment thinking, like, who's going to be the final four? I think we both had it in our final four before any of this started. And Hit was done after the hour special of Goku vs. Jiren. He didn't even make it to the other 20-something. Yeah, I don't... Th- oh. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. if I remember correctly, I don't think he made it in the top half of the contestants. I don't think he made top 40. He might have. I honestly I don't know. When when all of Universe 7 is beating the hell out of everybody else, I mean, it's like, I, I don't even know where the order count was when he fell out. But he didn't make it, I believe, he didn't make it to the 24-minute mark. No, because I just know I yeah. our special happened. It was out literally the next episode. Like, that was oh. embarrassing. Um, And then from that point on, he's just, we're, I don't know if we'll ever see him again. And then just with Universe 6, the Sands, I despise all three of them. Um, just for the simple fact, you talked about progression and like Cell, because you like Cell because the progression, you saw it earlier. With the Sands, you didn't see any of that. They just showed up, met the Universe 7 people, and are able to go Super Saiyan 1, 2, uh, guitar earrings, legendary Super Saiyan, and I, it just felt like the writers were pushing them down our throats, and I probably don't like them more just because it got eliminated just so those three could shine before Universe uh, 6 got erased. And I don't like Champa; he's just, he sucks. And then yeah, I mean Universe 6 was my top thing that I despise, and I'm surprised when I brought up those sands because I know you hate Goten. But yeah, I hate Universe Six, and I they didn't do anything for me. I don't understand why the Universe Six Sands didn't know Super Saiyan, because like what made Goku and Vegeta, you know, emotion is what drove the transformation mm-hmm. out of these characters, mm-hmm. you know, and Champa was really, like, you know, he actually cared about the people that he was protecting, you know? So I'm like, you've never been really pissed off that somebody was trying to wipe, like, your friends and family out that you didn't just go Super Saiyan? 
Like, really? Really? Um, and then, uh, you know, Kefla, or not Kefla, um, Khalifa and uh, uh, Kale, you know, that they go, they go Super Saiyan in like five seconds, one episode, manga. And, and I can't remember if the manga did it, but you, you remember the anime did it where Kaba tries to explain Super Saiyan to him as a tingle in your I back. I don't think that was in the manga, no. And again, going back to my previous podcast, which again, if you're listening, you should listen to that one as well. Anyways, um, is that the writers, whatever comes out first, anime or manga, then they realize what they did wrong, and then they fix it on the other one. They realize how stupid it was in the anime that, was, again, was ahead of the manga at the time, that Kaba explains going Super Saiyan is like a tingle in your back. That is a friggin' insult of everything that was built up in Z, and it, it, it makes it, like, when Goten and Trunks turned Super Saiyan, especially, like, when Trunks and Vegeta back in Z, mm-hmm. like, Kid Trunks, I mean, and Goku, or Vegeta looks at Trunks as he's jumping around in a hyperbolic time chamber struggling, then turns Super Saiyan and has no issue. Vegeta's like, when did the legendary transformation turn into a child's, like, plaything? And then... And then he asked Trunks, he's like, so can the youngest son of Kakarot turn Super Saiyan? And Trunks is like, well, yeah. And then Vegeta's like, oh, yeah, it's a, what's a slap in the face with Kale and Kalifa. They're, it's bad. Right, it was bad. Right. Um, me personally, I just think, especially Kale and Kalifa and Kefla, I really only think they were in the series just for gender quo to have the first female Super Saiyans and for fan service for that purpose. Those were my only two reasons. I think they were even in it because they didn't do anything else. Um, I was actually kind of salty that they got the first female Super Saiyan officially. That should have been Pan and Dragon Ball GT. But yeah, yeah, I do. I do agree that. Probably Pan should have had it, but but, but Pan should have had it. She should have gotten a GT. You know, I don't understand why she didn't get it in GT. Her, you know, baby is destroying Earth, and she's the only one that's sane, other than Goku. You know, and Majin Buu, whatever. But it's like, why didn't she go Super Saiyan? But missed opportunity, and now you have Universe Six Saiyans that are getting it first to. Yeah, it could have been so done better. They're my least. Um, I thought about, I even thought about Chi Chi for just, just because in Super she really hasn't offered much, which is understandable. But man, she can get annoying sometimes. And then disappointed because you did disappointed. I'm disappointed. Uh, well, Gohan, that's a whole episode. So I'm not even going to say his name. Um, actually, uh, Piccolo. Oh, yes. Uh, Piccolo is yes, yes, a guy, yes, yes. I mean, he was from Dragon Ball. He was the big bad at the end of the series. Um, he's there. He killed Goku and Raditz with the special beam cannon. He's basically the godfather to Gohan. Um, and basically the godfather to Pan, too. And then from he always got stronger from the Saiyan Saga. Uh, Namek Saga, he was, I won't say stronger, but he was as strong as second form Frieza. Uh, we get to the Android Saga, which I think was his crowning saga when he fused with Kami, and he was stronger than a Super Saiyan. 
and he was stronger than Imperfect Cell. Uh, he was on par with 17. Probably could have killed them if he didn't, if he wasn't getting fatigued. And then from then on, Boo Saga, sure, he was a, a mentor to Goten and Trunks doing the fusion dance, but that really wasn't much. And then since then, he's been nothing. Uh, the guy lost, even though he cheated, he got lost to Frost in the Universe 6 for a 7 thing, which was unacceptable. Um, and he just hasn't done anything. And I feel like that's a character they should really bring back into the fold. But if Goku's out here mastering MUI, I don't think they can bring Piccolo back to that type of level. What's sad about Piccolo is that, you know, he he, he was on par with everybody up until semi-perfect cell. And then after that, then it, it kind of dipped. And then, okay, it makes sense. You know, you fuse with Kami, and then that's that's kind of your peak that everyone's been building up to since Dragon Ball, is that, you know, maybe you guys can combine back together to a strong peak. It's like that amount of character development over the span of that is equivalent to the character development, the, the arcs that they did for Gohan from, you know, Raditz all the way up to Perfect Cell. And then Vegeta from the moment we saw him all the way up until, you know, he sacrifices himself um, to uh, to try to save the Earth from Fat Boo. You know, I mean, he had that that length of character development that was there. And then Boo came along. OK, he had to take the mentor role. I get I get it. So, you know, because sometimes characters kind of need to take an arc off. So if that was his, you know where he's on vacation, you know, or he's, a, uh, you know, he's doing other stuff. That's cool. And then where, what they, what they need to really do is like, what well, you said, bring him back, but how can they bring him back? The best way is that why can the Mechians not have a divine power up as well? Why, why is it, why, why are the Saiyans, why do the Saiyans have a God transformation and then the Mechians don't like what, why, and why is it that I, there's no other race that we have seen that has divine power? You know, other, other than like a god of destruction, a supreme Kai, or an angel. Like, but in, and those are just races that we have, and, and, or divine races. The, the Saiyans are just a normal race that figured out how to get divine right. energy. Can we not figure out how other races can get that? It, 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 it does not compute. Two plus two equals undefined whenever I'm thinking of this stuff. Because, I mean, the, the Namekians, they're magical. They know how to make Dragon Balls from a super dragon god. Whenever they scraped off the, the crystals off the Dragon Ball planets to make their orbs, whatever, if that's really how it should work, whatever. That, that kind of retcons a couple things in my eyes with how, like, you know, how the heck does Kami make Dragon Balls on Earth without being on a planet, uh, a super Dragon Ball, but whatever. Anyway, but it's like, the Namekians should be a race that can have a ritual to make a divine Namekian. Piccolo should take that role up. He's a super Namekian to begin with. It would only make sense. Right. I, I do... Like, with the Super Dragon Balls, because, I mean, that's Grand Prix Xeno level to what we know. So I under I don't understand why, there, like you said, there's no, like, divine transformation for Namekians. If they can make Super Dragon Balls, they should get 
something. And I do think the turning point for Piccolo that was downhill even before we even got to Fusion was another disappointing character was during the World Martial Arts Tournament when he uh, surrendered to Supreme Kai. Um, and Piccolo made it sound like they made it sound like Piccolo was saying this guy was just ridiculously strong and had all of us as kids hyped up. But then when we saw him fight, we're like, oh, this guy sucks. But for Piccolo to back down from that, I mean, maybe looking for it, maybe it was a sign of respect. But back in the anime, they said, no, the guy's super strong. So it's like, come on, man. If you thought Supreme Kai was strong, you didn't stand a chance. They let Devora spit on him. That's when we should have knew Piccolo was never coming back. Now, like, Supreme Kai was strong, but not not the strong that Piccolo hyped him up to be. Like, they, they compared Supreme Kai to, like, Frieza, like, level. I mean, back, obviously, in the Namek arc, that's, that's pretty pretty damn strong. But, like, you know, once we get into Cell, Majin Buu, you realize that was kind of pathetic. Now, if we had Zamasu kind of power level, then, obviously, then we're... we're we're singing a different tune here because Majin Buu's probably not even a threat. Then at that point, um, but um, yeah, it's um, yeah, Piccolo. That that one uh, kind of grinds my gears because he's a great character, and you have something to set up. You just they just need to either a think of that, or they need to just pull the trigger and actually do it. And uh, yeah, but that was that was really all I I don't that. But the least and disappointing. Uh, the last thing we got for this episode is one thing you would change in the current run, Dragon Ball Super. So I will you go first. Um, that one sometimes is kind of just hard because it's like um, the things in which like I want to change might be just based off of like what my predictions were for those arcs. Um, so it's like, am I just wishing that I was right in like my predictions? Do I think those stories would have been better? Or not 100% sure. Like, what would I have wanted to change? Um, yeah, let's think here. Um, I thought um, I needed a little bit more of Jiren's backstory, I think. I love Jiren. And how strong he was. That's cool. And that he did everything by himself to get to his strength. But it's his backstory. Okay. He was a kid. Uh, evil doer is what they say. You know, came, killed his family, killed his mentor, killed his friends. All he wanted to do was get stronger because power is everything. You know, like, like snooze fest. Like, gosh, I'm sleepy now. Okay, that was boring. Um, um what would I want them to change? Um, I just wish maybe some of my predictions. Oh, no, 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 no. I wish they would introduce the demon realm. I want the demon realm. They do it in the games, and maybe they're just saving all of the demon realm for the games, and I'll never see it um, in the manga or in the anime. But um, other than Lucifer back in Dragon Ball and Deborah in Dragon Ball Z, that's all of the demon realm we have, and they were originally supposed to be the opposite of the Kais. And they're, they're supposed to be like uh, like a divine race themselves, but they're just not... They, they don't exist. They exist, but 
they get ignored for video games. Because I really was convinced that Goku Black was a demon that um, took possession of Goku's dead body in Future Trunks' arc. Because he had the green, the single green Batara earring on his ear that was green. And that was around the time that Xenoverse 1 came out. And you had Demigraw, who was a demon god who had green Batara earrings. And it just everything kind of just made it look like that was what was happening. Now what they did, it was pretty good. But I just wish they would introduce the demon realm. Uh, just to go off on the stuff you were saying about the demon realm, especially with the games, like they've pushed the demon realm a lot. You brought up Demigraw and Xenoverse 1 and about them taking Goku's dead body from the future Trunks arc. I was almost thinking about they would have took Bardock's body since he looks like Goku. In Xenoverse 2, Bardock has a significant role in Xenoverse 2 in the Demon Realm. So that would have been also super cool. And it's just, it's more in the games. It's more even in Dragon Ball Heroes with the main bad guy, Fu, being from the Demon Realm. So yeah, I, I hope that's coming down the line. So open up a whole brand new arc. I think the one thing I would change about Super, you brought it up earlier, I think it would have been the Tournament of Power. The only thing I would have changed about is that if people didn't realize when you were watching the show, Universe 7, the second weakest universe, quote-unquote, eliminated each universe. It was literally Mm -hmm. like Universe 7 was on one end playing dodgeball against all the other ones. And they just kept eliminating them. So I think the only thing I would have changed is that if enough, if they didn't work, the only ones who eliminated everyone. If like Universe Six eliminated Universe Two or Universe Eleven eliminated Universe Ten, something like that, just to make it more chaotic. But even Grand Priest said that no matter who keeps challenging Universe Seven, you're just taking them out, and it's unbelievable. That would the one thing I would have changed. It's um, it's just kind of funny because I'm actually trying to research right now as we speak here how many um, how many people did um, did Universe Seven eliminate um, from there, which I'm about to have it pulled up here in a moment. Um, it, it's just funny, but you know the uh, that uh, that video is kind of like a meme, you know, of the guy who's he he's like at a birthday party or something like that, and. Um, and he's just slapping everybody who walks up to him, slapping yep. adults, uh, kids. Yep. He's slapping the cops when they come up. And, you know, he's just that is what Universe 7 was doing to everybody in the tournament power. Just they came up, they got slapped, they moved on. Next person up, everyone gets slapped. And it's yeah, it's it was kind of ridiculous just to see Universe 7 just stomp everybody like it's just it's not realistic no, it really is so that's the one thing i would see i have the order of um, eliminations here um let's see where was where was hit um hit was number 50 um eliminated so uh he didn't he did make it past the halfway mark in terms of people's uh People eliminated, but uh, yeah, he was number 50 out of 80 people. Yeah, but so, he got um, eliminated before the tournament even picked up. 
reach the halfway. Yeah. Yep. Like Universe Four was still in the tournament while Hit is sitting on the bench. Like and Universe Four sucked. And Hit was already out before Universe yes. Four got eliminated, which is terrible. Um Universe Four got eliminated in like basically one episode. Mm-hmm. That was that was what what made uh made it so bad was that they I think Universe Nine like had at least like like when they got eliminated at least it was like the first two or three episodes. <laughs> it's like you had one episode truly dedicated. Now again, like there was a person that was booted off Universe Four, like on the very first episode or second episode, but I mean like like that one episode, they got rid of seventy percent of the team. Yeah, I, I would say with the one episode, I, I, I kind of would say two because, um, because Roshi, Roshi's episode, <laughs> he eliminated a good amount, and then when we got to your guy, who, who we'll probably have to do a whole episode on one day. <laughs> um, hey. Are are you ready? Are you ready for this? I I, I found this from um, the website is hiddenremote.com. All right. So they say, um, in terms of eliminations per universe, all right, Universe Seven leads the way with thirty-one eliminations, with eleven eliminations coming from Universe Six. So I mean, we're talking about Universe Seven had three times as many as second place. And it's not even worth reading the uh, the other universes because uh, Universe Two had two eliminations, Universe Four had uh, two eliminations, but they were from like Universe Four they eliminated themselves. It says here that Kavia, whoever that is, eliminated herself, and uh, Nink eliminated himself. Um, it's, it's like Universe Nine had two people eliminated, but one person eliminated themselves as well. And funny enough, says I actually I don't think this is completely right because Universe Eleven it says Jiren only eliminated two people, so I don't I don't think that's right because I can already think of at least three people. Um, yeah, that would be one. Maybe that was because he took out. Vegeta, it, and that uh, dude, he just beat like, that slime guy yeah, by just blowing air. So it would have been three. But I mean, let's just say that thirty-one was even accurate. It's like okay, so it says here Goku had twelve, Vegeta had eleven, Frieza had eight, eighteen had six. So Master Roshi eliminated four people, and. Uh, I mean, right then and there, I'm I'm looking at 12, um, and 23, 31, um, 31, 37, 41. I mean, I, from Goku, Vegeta, Frieza, 18, and Master Roshi, right there was 41. And I didn't get into 17, who eliminated four. It says here, Tian had two people, Krillin had one. Go on, he would have had to have had one, you know, just taking out. Well, no, Frieza took out. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, rabbit guy that looks like Beerus. Can't, uh, can't remember his name. But go on, at least had that one dude 
eliminated who had the the photo of his yeah. family. We're looking at at least 40 to 50 people somewhere in there that Universe 7 eliminated out of the – and you can't say 80 people because 10 of those are Universe 7. So it's like 50 max of 70 right. people. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I would change. So you – they did not love anyone. <laughs> you, you, you. Well, that is actually the end of this episode of DBZ or DB podcast. I mean, we're going to be right back in a week from now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, six days from now, something like that. Uh, but yeah, we'll probably record six, We'll probably record that uh, night or we'll record yeah, that Saturday. Definitely. So, Mitch, do you have anything you want to say um, to the listeners? Nope. Thank you for listening, as always. Go back and listen to the first one if you would like. Hopefully my voice is actually... Uh, not uh, scratchy or cut out because last time I was on my phone or we recorded. Now I'm on my computer, so we'll. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see if you can actually uh, hear my sentences from start to finish. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Truly appreciate it. And uh, if you have a podcast in which you are um, interested in discussing uh, for all of Martin's uh, viewers for the Level Seven crew, just talk to him. He. Uh, he invites a ton of people onto the podcast. Uh, you can listen to um, you can listen to Jacob Mason talk about WWE. You can listen to uh, Byron Mitchell talk um, regarding uh, what, what do you guys uh, talk about? Uh, uh, basketball, Byron, sports, Byron, video games. We had a, we talked about talked about DC fandom. Uh, we did a review on Marvel's Avengers. Um, that was the most recent one. Check that out. The video game. And we're also talking tomorrow, this time with Cedric. And shoot, maybe you're going to have to come too. I don't know if there'll be too late notice. Top five Power Ranger series tomorrow. Oh, goodness gracious. I might have to make it a make a cameo with that one real quick. Yes. That one's, one's going to yeah, be intense. So we're scheduled to do that tomorrow, and it'll be Cedric's first time on. So, yeah, I mean, like Mitch said, we just... And we just talk about a whole bunch of different stuff where there's an avenue. If you like something, there's we're pretty sure we've talked about it. Um, just like we got a Power Rangers episode coming up. We got another DBZ one coming up. We got a wrestling one coming up. We got an NBA second round recap coming up uh, this Thursday, the 19th or whatever the 19th is coming up. That's Batman Day. So we're <laughs> there's going to be an episode about that so we have a lot of stuff at the pipelines and we just try and reach out to everybody so look into it everyone martin's got you covered and uh well bring some knowledge because everyone would like to uh, learn something maybe they're not an expert about so i mean uh, i listen to these uh podcasts as much as i can they're all very informative and very uh uh they come with a good perspective that uh i definitely have not uh really thought of sometimes and uh yeah it's fantastic all right with that being said thank you mitch for being on as always like we already said we'll be back six days from now thank you everyone from listening for listening be sure to like rate comment subscribe everything we're on all podcast channels and we'll be talking to you guys soon take care Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. 
follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.